0: Hey, what's up, mama friend? Welcome to another episode of Generation on a Mission. Today, I'm going to share with you three steps that are essential in helping your toddler know how to respond to all those angry feelings without using aggression, which is something we all want as parents, especially in the long road of toddlerhood when aggression is the answer for a lot of things in their eyes. So I know we all want that for our little ones, but how do we help our little ones learn that aggression doesn't solve problems? Well, I have some insights and solutions to share with you in today's episode, so stay tuned for that excitement. Are you ready for it? Let's go. Hey there, Mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi. I'm Michelle Schaaf, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. So I'm coming at you with these insights to share this with you as a message of hope and help you understand that what you do matters as a parent. It matters so much. Even when you think that what you say and what you do isn't working, your little ones see everything. How you handle situations and communicate with your little ones matters. And I say this because, as another reminder... Your kids pick up on everything you say and do. Again, I'm going to repeat that. They pick up on everything you say and do. They're like little mockingbirds. They may not always act like they're listening or apply what you are saying in the moment, but they most certainly are picking up on the conversations you have with them and around them, which is why it is so important to have conversations with them and communicate with them, especially after they've had what I like to call a learning moment. (laughs) It's also important to be consistent and persistent with discipline in these moments because just when you think nothing's working, it's like bam, the light bulb goes off, you know what I'm talking about, and what you've been teaching and reinforcing is finally sticking, which totally makes sense because that's like all of learning in a nutshell when you think about it. When I was in the classroom, I saw this all the time. I had students whose learning would seem so stagnant, we would try everything, and we would be reinforcing constantly and trying new strategies constantly. And then out of nowhere, they would just blow me away with what they were able to grasp and finally apply. In fact, much of learning is developmental and it depends on readiness and willingness to apply. If you think about it, people don't learn until they are ready or willing and some are just ready and willing a little bit more quickly than others. And that's the same with babies. Take for instance, learning how to walk and talk. They will do it when they're ready and it will all sink in when they're able to understand the skill, apply it and practice it, not just once, not just twice, several times. Sometimes I think that, We forget it's the same way with our kids' behaviors. We have to keep reinforcing the communication, the skills, the strategies, even when they seem like they can't or don't understand it because I'm telling you, when they are ready, they will apply it and they will just make strides all of the sudden. It's a process, it's a learning process. It takes time, just like anything you have to learn. Riding a bike just doesn't come naturally for most people. It takes practice and then all of a sudden it's like one day they just get it because it sticks. That's the same way with behaviors. So there's just a little food for thought for you. But let me share with you a little sneak peek into our lives right now with our little one. Our toddler, who's three, has been going through a phase of hitting all of a sudden and screaming when he gets upset. It's been a real joy, and I'm like, where does this come from? He gets angry, he throws. We address the situation, he hits. We give him choices, he screams. It's very atypical because he's typically one of the sweetest, most easygoing kids who just has so much love to share with everyone around him, so naturally When he hits and screams, I'm thinking that I'm literally the worst parent in the world because my kid is doing something that is so atypical of him. When in reality, it's just him going through a phase. My husband reminds me of that all the time. Or he's seen someone else partaking in those behaviors. And so he feels the desire to emulate them and see how far he can stretch the limits. And let me tell you, he's learning really quickly that it's not very far. And we've also been disrupting his routine a little bit. Again, as summer is winding down, so hopefully, you know, we'll be able to fix that. But we're also in a transition period in our home, which has been a little bit of an adjustment for our toddler. And although he can't express his feelings because he doesn't quite understand the whole gist of what's happening at home, he knows that there have been some changes and that something is just a little different than it was before. So what happens when he can't come to us and say, Mama, something seems different and I just don't know how I feel about it. Well... He hits or screams or throws because one, he's only three, which means life is full of seeing what he can get away with and what he can't get away with with his newly found independence. And he's thinking, what's really going to happen if I don't do what they say? And how loud can I scream before my parents actually cave in and give into what I want? And the answer is not far, not much, no, no. But number two, he's still learning how to adapt to having feelings and learning how to decipher those feelings and express them. And that's a process, as we've talked about before. And some days he's got it, and others he's really struggling with applying what we've been reinforcing. Which, those are the moments when you feel like giving up all your hope in your parenting because you're not quite sure if you're really doing it right. But here is your friendly reminder, that you are, what your toddler is going through if he's in the same boat is probably just a phase. So just keep that in mind and don't lose hope and don't give up and just keep doing what you're doing and maybe pull out new strategies here and there as well, which you can also find in my course that I'm launching in just a few weeks. Finally, woohoo, but back to it. So yesterday, we were all eating dinner together, and I asked my toddler what he learned today. And typically, when I ask this when we're eating, he refers to, like, the learning activity that we did, or he says something about trucks, or that Short John Silver has a pirate ship. It's in a book, Our Mustache Baby. Super adorable. Really cute storyline. But anyway, this time when I asked, I was really taken aback because of how he responded and, of course, because of how he's been behaving lately. His response to me this time was, I'm learning that it's not okay to hit when I'm angry. Um. Uh, I'm sorry, what did you just say? (laughs) For him to express that at just over three years old is just crazy to me. He then proceeded to say, I'm also learning that it's not okay to scream verbatim and His dad and I just looked at each other like, did he really just say that? He's currently in the process of learning that it's not okay to react in certain ways when he's angry. And he was able to express that. And I was just like so taken aback because that's a big deal. We looked back at him and said, that is such a great thing to learn. Can you tell us more about what you're learning to do instead? And he actually responded with, I can run into my room and scream or I can squeeze my hands together or sing a song that makes me happy. Oh my gosh, wow, bud that's so awesome we told him that we were so glad to hear that he was able to share that with us and we loved hearing that he was learning different ways to handle his frustrations we also told him that that was such a big deal that he was able to express that to us which means he's been trying really really hard to understand what we tell him when he makes a mistake aka a learning moment as I referred to before and it was so important for us to tell him that he is applying that because he was so proud of himself and his face just lit up like yeah I I am doing it right i am trying really hard thanks for noticing you know and that goes a long way when you are communicating with your toddler and teaching them how to handle situations right from wrong but how do we get to that point it's a process that involves three major components one is consistent discipline and accountability two is consistent communication and three is lots of patience and lots of reinforcement and reteaching it doesn't just come overnight. It's not just a one and done process. As I've mentioned, parenting is not an easy, simple, quick fix, here you go, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Here's how I'm gonna do it and my kid's gonna behave. Not at all, especially if you wanna raise leaders, my friend, leaders, yes. So let's talk about what consistent discipline and accountability look like. For instance, when he hits his brother because he doesn't like him playing with whatever toy he's playing with, I take him to his room, And at this point, it's at the first offense because we've gone over this process several times and this isn't his first rodeo. I tell him that he wasn't using kind or safe hands and that it's frustrating when that happens, when your brother takes your toy, it absolutely is. But we do not hit under any circumstance in this house or anywhere. So I close the door and I tell him to tell me when he's ready to use kind and safe hands with his brother. If he's not ready, then he can play in his room by himself With the toy after he's had some time to himself he has that option but if he chooses that option he still needs to make it right with his brother after he has some time to think about his actions and what he can do next time so he apologizes for hitting because it's not kind and then he asks if his brother's heart is okay and tells him what he's going to do differently next time and that is a consistent reaction and expectation from us every single time when he wrongs somebody We talk about the importance of apologizing because that is the right thing to do and that's how we make situations better. That's how we hold ourselves accountable. And sometimes after he apologizes, it only lasts for about two seconds and he does the same thing right after that. But we talk about that again and we say this time, you know, I understand you're sorry, but if you keep doing it and making the same mistake, we have to make sure that we're learning from our mistakes and trying better to not do that next time and you think he might not get it and he might not get it at the time but if he keeps hearing it over and over and over again it's going to start to stick the more we repeat it the more he's able to do it independently and the more he's able to understand that i don't care who you are but ain't nobody hitting in mama's house or you know anywhere it's just not going to happen because it's not the kind safe thing to do but i have to make sure i enforce that consistent discipline and accountability because if there's not consistency in my discipline and accountability then he's not going to know that that is an expectation every single time sometimes it's okay to hit sometimes it's not i don't know where's the line it's harder for him to decipher that but the more you're consistent with it the more your child will pick up on that and reach to that expectation every single time or at least more often than not as he continues to grow but if his behavior escalates and he screams We remind him that if he needs to get his screams out then that's okay. He can scream in his room with the door closed but we're not going to listen to screaming because it's not respectful and it hurts our ears. We are also consistent in that response. So if he decides to keep screaming at us when he doesn't get his way or if he gets reprimanded then he knows he doesn't get to watch his favorite TV show before bed. And that's a pretty good motivator for him when nothing else is working because he only gets a limited time for TV. And that happens sometimes. Consequences have to happen and that's normal. You have to have consequences every once in a while. Otherwise, your littles won't ever discover where that line is. And lately, we've been giving him three chances each day to keep his show before bedtime. If he screams three times throughout the day, he knows his show is lost and he can try again tomorrow but now he knows that screaming at people is not tolerated and that's where the communication piece comes in. We talk about how screaming is not a kind way to accomplish anything and it will not get him what he wants. In fact, it just makes the situation worse because he gets things taken away. But if I were to yell back at him in situations like this or if I were to just punish him and send him to his room every time he screams, he's not going to understand that it's not okay. He's just gonna get mad and eventually yell back and that leads to power struggles in the home because you both are arguing and yelling at each other and nothing ever gets accomplished. And how often after those situations, do you actually go back and revisit with your child? I don't know, that's only a question that you can answer. But I'm telling you, the more often you communicate with your child and revisit with them after the fact and let them know, here's what happened, here's how we should handle that situation, and here's what's going to happen if you don't handle it this way after we've given you so many chances, that bottom line is that's how you redirect behaviors. That's how you teach behaviors is through that communication piece, not through the yelling and simple consequences piece. But continuing on with that communication piece of it, this like I said, is probably the most essential part to all of this because you can throw in consequences all day, but that doesn't mean that they will put two and two together as to why it's not okay to do that or that it's just not okay to do it at home, but it's okay everywhere else. They don't, they can't decipher that if that's not communicated to them and you just consequence at home. You have to get to the root of it. So that's why it's the same expectation everywhere because they understand that, hey, if I hit at home, it hurts someone. And if I hit the park, it hurts someone, no matter what, hitting hurts people and it's not okay anywhere. And I understand that because that's been communicated to me. That's why when we implement consequences and go over the apology, we always, always, always talk about what happened. We revisit the trigger, how he responded, whether or not it was a good choice and what to do differently next time. Then we talk about why it was or was not a good choice. We don't just leave it at was that a good choice or not we talk about why it wasn't a good choice and i can't tell you how many times i've asked students before why it's not okay to hit and they respond with because it's not or because i'll get in trouble or even It's okay to hit when I'm upset, and that's not going to fly with me. But we talk about how hitting can hurt others on the inside and on the outside. So it's important that we make sure that the person we've hurt is okay on the inside and on the outside. And then after that, we go over alternative ways to handle frustrations, or we talk about characters in books that we've read about and how they've handled their extreme anger or emotions and it's always helpful to bridge those concrete connections but out of all this patience and repetition is probably the hardest part because it requires a lot of work on our end as parents especially when you feel like nothing is working and you just want to throw in the towel because you're tired and you simply want to punish or yell without explanation or just give in to what your little one is doing but it's worth it repetition isn't always a crowd favorite either because it's not fun repeating the same thing over and over and over but trust me your little one will start to pick up on it especially with the more repetition and consistency you have in your reaction it's worth it because your little one is constantly picking up what you say even if it doesn't seem like it they will apply it when they're ready and sometimes it takes a little bit more practice and repetition but they will so if your little one is adamant about reacting in all the wrong ways gently remind them that that's not gonna fly be consistent in how you respond provide them with the appropriate discipline that will help reinforce that message and be patient when it doesn't work the first second or 43rd time of repeating yourself it will stick it just takes time and it will happen when your little one is ready i promise and even if he's not ready That doesn't mean you should just skip over the exposure. Exposure is so important because the more he's exposed to what you're teaching him, the sooner and more quickly he'll be able to apply it himself, hopefully. So your challenge for the week is to work on being consistent with your responses and communications with your little one. I want you to jot down how you intend on responding to your little one when he hits, kicks, throws, screams, dawdles, or does any other behavior that needs to be addressed. And just pick one for right now. If you focus on too many, it's gonna get cluttered and chaotic and you can't keep your mind straight. So just focus on one, keep track of how many times you follow through with that response, and jot down if you see any changes in your little one's behavior. And just remember, if you don't see any changes at first, Or perhaps you might notice the behavior getting worse at first. That's normal because they're trying to test those limits, right? It will stick eventually if you're consistent in your reaction and you follow through. All right, sweet mama friend, that is all from me for this week. Have a great week. I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.